and welcome once again to a bonus Meat Grinder, Meat Pete McGuaga and I coming at you again for the second, third time, excuse me, after the picks. Third time this week, the second Meat Grinder. We decided to do a little something uh, for extra this week because, you know, given all the talk about the playoffs, which we talked all about on the Meat Grinder for this week, you can go back and watch that. We decided to get a little different perspective from somebody whose state has already done this. And I'm talking about Danny Ventura of the Boston Herald. Now, if you know anything about Massachusetts football, you know they also had Thanksgiving uh, a few years back. They still have Thanksgiving. But what they did was very unique. It was something that was proposed in Connecticut about 12 or 13 years ago. I think Steve Philpone had this idea where you start the playoffs. You start earlier, and then you start the playoffs in November. And then what Massachusetts does is they take a break after the semifinals and anybody who has a Thanksgiving Day game that they want to play, they play it. And then they move on next the next week to the state championships. We talked a little bit with uh, Danny. We get his perspective on it. We've heard about all the Connecticut coaches, what they think, um, and all that good stuff. But we decided to bring Danny on because he can at least show you what it looks like on the other side of this decision, What who likes it, who doesn't. Uh, I thought I didn't. I went into this not knowing what his opinion was or what he thought of it or what a lot of the Massachusetts. I know I saw some stories from the, some of the match coaches who weren't like overly thrilled. They thought they ruined it's Thanksgiving, but I didn't know other than that, other than what Danny brought to the table. You know, I had no idea of going into to how this would go. Fascinating interview with him. We talked a lot about things, and you'll find you see even after changing it, there's still a lot of the same problems. So uh, here's a little bonus meat grinder coverage. Sit back and enjoy before you head out to your games and get a little from Danny Ventura of the Boston Herald. Joining us on the show is the man, the myth, the legend up at Boston, the Boston Herald, at Danny Ventura, a 30-year veteran covering high school sports up there. That's the guy you want to talk to. And uh, Danny, thanks for joining us here on the Meat Grinder. And uh, basically, I don't know what your thoughts on it was, but we're dealing with uh, everyone wants to change uh, the playoffs here in Connecticut and get rid of Thanksgiving. And what better than to look north to see our neighbors and what Massachusetts did. They basically did the same thing to expand the playoffs, get the the western part of the state a little more involved. They did bowl games uh, for a while. Uh, it's only been, uh, you know, it hasn't even been 10 years since they made the change um to to start the playoffs in november and then go through and kind of like remove thanksgiving they still play thanksgiving day games right still yeah yeah everyone plays which is part of the problem i think this is where you have the best big disconnect i mean in order to have what people would call perfect playoff system you almost have to do away with thanksgiving and there are some people who are saying you know what i'm fine with that let's get rid of thanksgiving but then you get the traditionalists who are up in arms how dare you say something like that you know, we've been playing over 100 years. We're not getting rid of this game. So you get, you're get you stuck in the middle. I mean, to me, the way I look at it, you know, I'm I'm on the back nine of my career. I don't see Thanksgiving going. And Mass, as far as Massachusetts, I don't see Thanksgiving going any, anytime soon. So it's weird, though. It's like right before this. It's the week before the state playoffs. Like everyone takes a, a, a week off, right? Yeah. I mean, basically what you have here is, you know, you're in the playoffs right now, and if, you, if you're fortunate enough to get to the state semifinal, you're playing the Saturday before, the Friday or Saturday before Thanksgiving. If you are not, you've got 13 or 14 days off before the Thanksgiving Day game. Mm -hmm. 
and and how do you feel that's kind of worked out? I mean, uh, again, if you're, especially with a lot of those programs up there who would play Thanksgiving games, but are also maybe playing the state final. You know, I, I've seen things where they don't take it as seriously. Have they ever canceled it? I mean, how has that been working out? Well, they don't cancel it, but what people have done is essentially they've taken a knee. You know, one year, Duxbury took a lot of heat because they basically said, we're not playing our starters. So they they used their JVs, which infuriated the opposition because they said they cheapened the game and they wound up putting 50-something points on them. But, you know, Duxbury wound up winning the Super Bowl. So at the end of the day, their, you know, their argument was, you know, are we when we start the season, are we playing to win on Thanksgiving or are we playing to win a state championship? Right. You know, and then you got the smaller schools, you know, one year Millis was in and they did not. And their coach said, you know, we have 18 kids on our roster. I mean, if I lose one kid, that's three starters because he basically plays offense, defense, special teams. Now, if I had a roster where I had 90 or 100 kids, yeah, I'd send everyone out there. So you, there are a lot of arguments to be made both ways. Right. What is your general sense? I mean, granted, now our proposal says they try to eliminate that. They say, we're, we're not going to do Thanksgiving then. We're going to move it to, we're going to have the state championships be that weekend, and we're going to play the semis the weekend before, and the rivalry games are going to go to Columbus Day. But your general sense is, I mean, Grant, I mean, the same thing is in, in effect here. Even though you guys are still playing Thanksgiving games, they're very much nerfed unless both teams are not in the playoffs anymore. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, if you, you know, you know, if you're a team that's going to the Super Bowl, you might treat it differently. There are some schools who still, even if they go into the Super Bowl, they feel like, you know, Thanksgiving is big. You know, we, you know, we want to win on Thanksgiving. And you know, if somebody gets hurt, you know, it's gonna happen regardless. Then they they've gone with that philosophy. What is your general sense about how the state as a whole do they miss it? Do they like I mean what's you know, I, give me a rough estimate and then maybe give me your take of what you think. Well, I think what, what you, I think for the most part, you know, like any system, and you've probably had this in Connecticut, you're not going to get 100% approval. Right. I think more people like it than not. Hmm. Now, again, in Massachusetts, it depends on where you were two weekends ago. If you were in Everett, you hated the system because Everett was a legit top 10 team in the state. They were in Division One, but their power rating is so bad they didn't even make the playoffs. Right. What are they, seven and two or something like that? They were seven and one. The problem is, you know, they were in Division One. The league they play in is the Greater Boston League. All six of the other, their opponents in the league are in Division Three, and four of the six were probably the last four teams rated in the division. They all had bad records, so they didn't pick up any points there. Uh, but it frustrates them, a team like Central Catholic, who went three and five. However, three and five with a killer schedule, wound up being the ninth seed or nine or 10. So in that infuriate them, then the flip side is you get a stoneham who started the season. zero and four under any other prior system that the season is probably over for them, but because you got eight weeks, you know, they won their last four. They got in as a 15 seed, went on the road and knocked off the second seed. So for them, they love this system. What, what, how do they, or how does Massachusetts organize? Like, I mean, uh, is it done by what, how do they do their leagues? How do they set those leagues up? Well, basically, I mean, everyone has their own league, but as far as, you know, to qualify for the playoffs, it's all power ratings. So, you know, and this is another argument. People seem to think, you know, by having power ratings, you've taken away, you know, who cares if you win the league? It does you no good. Others have said, you know, maybe put in a stipulation where if you win the league, you get an automatic berth. 
hmm. which might, you know, at least adds to like, you know, you have to win the league. Right. That sounds like a similar problem, doesn't it, Pete? Jeez. <laughs> sounds like we have that same deal here. And the leagues just don't matter here. They're all done by power rank. Were they always were they always power rankings? Um, they only know they started the last few years. Prior to that, the last system was that if you won your, you know, prior to the points and all that, if you won your league, you got in, you were in automatically. Wow. And then they did, and then the playoffs were all determined by, you know, you know, size of school and what happens. Now the flip side of that is you got wound up getting teams that were going 10 and one, but because they lost to the league champion, they were going, they, they were home on Thanksgiving. And that was, you know, one year, I think we had four of our top seven teams didn't make the playoffs and they were all, they were all 10 and one or nine and one. Wow. So then we, um, well, like, you know, you're talking about teams being left at home, you know, right now in the system in Connecticut, there's six divisions, eight teams are going to make the playoffs and some divisions you're looking at two lost teams, three lost teams might be going home. And in other divisions, you're like three win teams might make, might get a home game. Like yeah. that's exaggerating a little bit, but yeah. there are potentially three, four win teams that are going to make the playoffs in certain divisions and seven and three teams are going to be at home in other divisions. And now in this new proposal, they want to expand that number to 12 to offset to make sure more get yeah. in and then do a buy. And the question is, you know, for me at least is, is enough enough at any spot? I mean, you know, in Massachusetts, has anyone just been like, Hey, like, it's okay if you don't make the playoffs. Not if you're one of the teams that doesn't make the playoffs. That's not <laughs> if you're Everett. No, I don't think I would say that in Everett. But I, I think what happens now is because in Massachusetts we're not a big state, but we have eight divisions, which I mean people are saying, you know, insane. this is oversaturated, and you have 16 teams in each division getting in, and a lot of people are saying, you know, why not just go expand expand the season one more week go nine weeks and then have eight teams get in. But then, you know, people say, well, if you're the nine seed, I mean, so you can never make everybody happy. What, what do you, what, what would you like to see? I mean, what if it was up to you, if Danny Ventura was in charge of everything, what would you do? I'll tell you what, you know, which got proposed to me at a, at a, actually at a tournament management committee meeting, one of the members there said he had a suggestion, but it, you know, it just went nowhere. It was start the season on Labor Day. Because everyone scrimmages that weekend anyway. So maybe start the preseason like three or four days earlier, open the season, Labor Day weekend. You have your eight games, you know, you have your three playoffs. The Super Bowls are played the Saturday, Friday or Saturday before Thanksgiving. And then Thanksgiving is the big it. That's it. It's everyone's yeah. last hurrah. So, you know, the game still, the game will still have meaning for, you know, if you're a senior, it might be the last time you ever play football. So you say maybe after you instead of you do bowl games and you do and then you do uh, another like you do your Thanksgiving Day game the week after the bowls. Huh. That's 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 what I've not heard yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but that one has has got no legs. Yeah, I mean the proposal that's being pushed out there is to go eleven games, start the playoffs after Thanksgiving like they used to. Now the flip side is you you're rankling the feathers of the uh, winter coaches who are like, hey. Have you had enough time to have your season in your champion? Why are you cutting it to our season? Mm. And that's a big thing, a dilemma for the athletic directors, because, mm. you know, if they side with the football coach, all of a sudden you get every winter coach in your office saying, oh, so you're playing favorites, essentially. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're having a little bit of that issue here because in this proposal, they would move the season up. It would end the weekend of Thanksgiving and winter coaches would have all their kids for the full year, which. Right. 
I, in the 10 years that I've done this, I haven't seen that many football, basketball, hockey crossovers. I know they exist. I'm not saying they don't. But the big one a lot of people keep bringing up is wrestling. Wrestling. And like, I don't have a problem with wrestling. Wrestling's an awesome sport. Right. But the dual meets in wrestling in November and December really aren't the big ones, right? It's the quad meets. It's the conference meets. It's Once the big tournaments. you get into the sectionals where you're trying to qualify for your state and then you're, conversely, your New Englands. Yeah. Right? You know, if the, you want to be peaking at the end of the year. You know, what happens at the beginning of the year Sometimes, you know, it's certainly it's nice, to, you know, to win, but you'd rather be in peak form at the end of the year as opposed to the beginning. When, exactly. does, winter so start? Was... when does winter start, Danny? Winter technically starts the Monday after Thanksgiving. That's when everyone in the All winter right. sports can right. stop practicing. So it's, I believe that's the same here. Yeah, I think so, too. Right. And I think it gets sometimes because well. the women's team, girls teams used to start. And I believe girls basketball starts a week before boys basketball does because of football. Yes, uh, but I think that they can start practicing or getting together at similar dates. It's a whole the mess. Right. Yeah, I mean, basically up here, the winter sport winter sports season starts the Monday after Thanksgiving for all sports. Yeah, wow. that's about right. Boys basketball does move; they go later. Although the FCAC, I've seen wants wants to move it up. You know, which kind of squeezes it a little bit. It's a right. listen. It's a tough thing, but it, Thanksgiving is such a uniquely like Northeast New England thing. Basically, only a Connecticut thing because Matt, I mean, Matt still does it. We're the only one who still does it as part of the regular season. And, you know, I, I hate to see it go personally. That's just my two cents. I think football is better with traditions and, you know, playing rivalries against your next door neighbors, not, you know, playing playoff games that no one cares about in like early November. I mean, it's, st- I mean, it's still a big deal. I mean, you go to these communities. I mean, it's not what it was 20, 30 years ago where, you know, you hear these stories. Well, we had 20,000 people at these games. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting that in Massachusetts anymore. If you no. get 5,000 at a game, that's pretty good. I mean, you know, Gillette stadium hosts the, the Super Bowls. So uh, all eight Super Bowl games there, they probably get maybe roughly 20,000 people total for the eight games right and they're kind of sterile i mean I, we do it at right yeah, I mean, now and it's I mean, okay that's a, the kids love it but it, it, nobody it's not like a intense atmosphere yeah and that's another pro you know you get some coaches who feel like you know it, it's nice to go there but you know you go there you there's no atmosphere because you, you don't get a lot of people there i mean one year the division one super bowl was st john's prep and everett the yeah. Division One, the two biggest schools, but the weather was terrible. The game was being shown live. If there were three hundred people there, I'd be shocked. Wow, what year was that? Oof, that would have been about probably about ten, twelve years ago. Okay, but it was it was nasty weather, and people were like in in St. John's Prep, you know, had lost to Everett pretty convincingly early in the year, and you know, barring anything crazy, they were going to win again. So people just said, you know, we'll watch it on TV. And that's been another issue. You know, with the crafts, one thing they've been adamant about is, you know, we'll give you the facility, but they also have the broadcast rights for the games. Hmm. And they, you know, they sell a lot of commercial. They will not go, they will not go on tape delay. They're adamant. It has to be live or nothing. Wow. We (laughs) barely get that. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing against NFHS. They do a great job, but (laughs) it's not like that. I mean, um, that's wild. It's not something I ever really thought of. And and even with the championships, like we had six last year in the new, again, we just did a new system that started last year. And uh, we had six and 
the crowds were not great by yeah. any stretch. Now, it, the um, funny thing is because what happened, this would have been probably about 10 years ago, Everett, their, their head coach, John DiBiaso, his son was a star quarterback. And in those days, there were nine divisions, so they could never get all nine games in there. They had to rotate. That year, Everett, that division was on the rotation out of Gillette. And he was he was very upset. You know, he says, you know, it's my kids last year with a number one ranked team in the state. We came and played Gillette. They wanted to play at Bentley. He said it was the best experience he ever had. Because what happened is Bentley only seats like 4,000. They played Lincoln Sudbury, who brought the whole community in. He says, we go out. This was like the old days in the GBS. We come out, people yelling at us. He said, it was fantastic. It was yeah. a packed house, screaming, everything. He said, I can't believe how good an atmosphere it was. And it's because it was a packed house and you could hear the people. Whereas opposed to Gillette, it's, you know, like you said, it's very sterile. Yeah. yeah. And like uh, the big reason they do it, and they do it for the basketball championships here too. They have them at Mohegan Sun, which is a great thing. The kids, they got to walk sure. out. But like for the 10 championship games that we have for basketball, um, one is like crazy packed. It's the D1 boys game or the D2 boys game when Donovan Klingon played in it. But yeah. most of the other games, it's just like silence because there's not a lot of people. It's not filling out the bowl. And like even at Central last year, like I was there for three games, right? And Sony had a really good crowd, but it wasn't really the kids. It was the town. And then like you throw a Catholic school in there and you're playing middle of December, it was freezing. Yeah. Um, but it's a whole other thing. Not that this is. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had the basketball at the garden and, you know, and they moved it, they moved it out. And it was the same thing, you know, you, know, you might get a thousand people there, but it just wasn't, you know, every, you know, one, every so often, you know, one year when Pat Connaughton played there, they had, they had 12,000 people there. Yeah. But, you know, that, that was very rare. Yeah. Uh, last thing for me, Ben, Danny, how, when that, new playoff proposal passed so that you start basically in november right and then you play what is it how many rounds is it three or four rounds uh you go uh three rounds and then the three rounds to get to the championship game yeah so the oh. champ like this year the championship it will be the weekend before thanksgiving and then whoever you know survives goes on to the following week got it so when you when they did that i mean it passed so you know but how contentious was that you know getting that Put through. Oh, and... there, I mean, there are some people who are upset. Central and Western Mass don't like it because they feel like, you know, the power ratings is skewered to favor an Eastern Mass school. And, you know, in some cases, you could see their point. And it's just, you know, it, again, it goes back to the old thing. You're never going to make everyone happy. There is a new proposal, at, you know, as we mentioned, Steve Dembowski, who is, you know, and he's he has really tried to use a lot of what Connecticut has in the past to try to into his proposal. I mean, the guy has worked very hard at, it. I mean, you know, you, you can't, you know, some people don't like the proposal, but you can't knock the effort he's put in. I mean, he has put in a ton of time and effort. into it. What's the gist of it? I mean, ours is you play in your league, the league sets your schedule up and then it's just, you're just, it's PowerPoints. Basically he wants an 11 game schedule with the regular season ending on Thanksgiving. Cause he feels like now you know, you may get league titles or playoff berths on the line that day, which is what you don't have now. And he thinks that will bring back more excitement to Thanksgiving. Mm. And, you know, he does have points, but the flip side is you're talking about, you know, you start the playoffs, you know, again, you're cutting into the winter season. Oh my goodness. Where would he have the championship? When, when would he do, when would he do that? 
<laughs> the championship would then be, I think it would be two weeks, uh, 10, 10, 14 days after Thanksgiving. Yeah, which is what we so, do. And then if you get, you know, in New England, it's not like you're getting 90 and sunny yeah. in mid-December. <laughs> you could get you could get clobbered pretty good there. At at yeah. this rate, it'll snow, be freezing, and then it'll pour because that's what we've gotten all fall anyway. Exactly. Well, that's an interesting thing because, like, even now, like with playing on Thanksgiving, quarterfinals are Tuesday, semifinals are Sunday, championships are Saturday. So yeah. really, if you play on Thanksgiving, you're playing four, and you win a state title, or you play in a state title, you're playing like four games in. 16 days or whatever it is now the now the old system up here you could play three games in 10 days you know if you were playing thanksgiving the semifinal would be tuesday and then the state championship was the following saturday and a lot of you know the sports medicine committee they were kind of like you know that's you know we're asking an awful lot of these kids yeah. so that's what we do though right that's our that's to get to the semifinals is thanksgiving right. tuesday quarterfinals so that's 10 days and six days yeah 16 days to play three games Apparently, it's not a big deal here because we've been doing that for a while and we just added right. 12, uh, 16 more teams to do it. So, it, it, and they want to add. It used to be Tuesday, Saturday. So, yeah, we had, we, had Thanksgiving, we had Thanksgiving, Tuesday, Saturday. That was yeah. it, you know, because back then there were only four teams in each division got in. Right. So, essentially, it was the four league champions. And then that's when people said, you know, A, you're asking too much of the kids and B, they a lot of schools felt like, you know, we've had a great season and nothing to show for it. So then they, you know, went to the, the power rating system, you know, more teams got in and that's where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like you guys have the same issues we do. You guys actually made that plunge to, to start the playoffs in November and then, you know, expand it out a bit, but you still have that Thanksgiving. You haven't gotten rid of it completely. So it's right. like, I have your cake and eat it too. And it's, that's it's it. Tough. Do you, do you do you think is there buyers wrote remorse up there uh for the decisions that had been made you know since they've made kind of the shift you know what's funny is that the one thing that seems to irk a lot of coaches is if you don't make the playoffs they have what they call not you non-playoff games so you play two weeks and what I don't think it's an issue the first weekend because if you if you're not in the first 16 realistically you're probably not a good team Right. But what I what I've always argued is that if you're not in the playoffs, you're playing a non-league, if you're playing a non-playoff game, you're getting scheduled against a non-playoff team. Yeah. So you it's going to be much more competitive than say, you know, the old days. You know, one year the Denim coach, he was one in seven. He says, hey, one in seven, we don't belong in the playoffs. But what it helped him do is he got two games the following weeks against teams that were like one and seven, two and six. And he said, you know, I'm not looking for 50 to nothing win. I just want to be competitive. You know, under the old system here, you know, weeks nine and 10, I could be playing the two best teams in the league. You know, likely we're going to get clobbered. And then we go into Thanksgiving. Our kids are like one and nine, one and 10. They're just looking to, you know, get it over. They want to be home at 12 o'clock to eat. At least now you get a better feeling, you know. And, you know, that year he's one and seven. He won both games, then had an upset on Thanksgiving. He said, you know, we were four and seven, but we may as well have been the uh, two thousand. You know, we may as well have been the seventy-two Dolphins. The way those kids felt after that game. So they added the they added the non-playoff game. Yeah, and that, and that, there are some points. See, I think the way you get the problem will be like for us because this is the second weekend. It's the teams that had good seasons and lost in their first playoff game. Now they're in that predicament, and a lot of times coaches say it's very tough to get our kids up. 
and then you got to play a Thanksgiving. So you, at least you're playing something before you go into right. Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. And you know, getting to Thanksgiving is not the problem. It's just the game before Thanksgiving when you really have nothing to play for but pride. Right, right. It's interesting. It's a lot of different ways to do this. And there, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could play devil's advocate. We could be here at 11 o'clock at night with pros and cons of every system. Unbelievable. Well, that's it. That's that's football in New England, man. It's there you it's, go. <laughs> uh, never, never a dull moment. All right. Well, Dan, we appreciate you coming on. And give us oh, a my pleasure. Thank you for Abs- having me. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, you know, again, we don't talk to you guys nearly enough. And, uh, you know, and it's just well, you're a good judge of character then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a typical Boston statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Uh, listen again. Thanks for your perspective and uh, you know. My pleasure. Good luck with everything. All right. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. You too.